0: allow yourself to feel what you feel. I think that's very important. I would suggest starting to rewire the way you think. I had to make a conscious effort to self-regulate very quickly. And I had to realize that it was me that would change the situation by a calm approach and by an inquisitive approach. Why is he acting this way? How is he feeling rather than a stern approach or getting frustrated because that doesn't benefit anyone. Mm And nobody's going to advocate for your child like you will, big or small. Nobody's going to tie their shoes like you will, or nobody will rally on the hill like you will. You just, in any way that you can, you have to push for your child.
1: Welcome to the Daily Naked Parent Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children Who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our
0: wildest dreams.
1: On today's show, we'll be discussing the social lens of our differently abled children. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name is Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. Before I introduce you to our guest today, let me start by sharing the Naked Parent Nation preamble. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents and professionals raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truths, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment one day at a time. This is the process of Naked Parenting. Whether it's your first step on the path or your 10th, I'd like to welcome you to Naked Parent Nation and the Naked Parent Podcast. As we do before we get to our interviews, it's a moment for us to get grounded and centered and realize the peace that we can find within, hopefully. So if you want to sit up tall or whatever's comfortable for you and just slowly Let your eyes fall closed with your spine erect. And then just lift your gaze slightly to that space between your eyebrows. And just take in the feelings in your body. Take in the sounds around you. And don't try to manipulate them or get rid of them. Just recognize them. Relax your shoulders. Relax your tummy and your thighs. Shift back slightly. Feel a connection between your legs and your hips and your shoulders elbows. Feel those connections at the different joints. And then feel your feet in the ground and feel that energy that comes from that grounding connection to the earth. Feel the support underneath you. Now focus on your breath. Inhale as the breath comes up and hold that at the top crown of your head. And then exhale and feel that warm air going back down in. Sit and think of something you're grateful for and breathe as you Feel the gratitude. Sense your heart opening and realize the miracle of the heart, the miracle of the heart opening, the miracle that we're all here today, taking this time to recognize our heart. What a miracle. These are some of the ways that we can connect with our body, take a moment for ourselves. Let's focus on three deep breaths. Inhale and hold it. And exhale and let it all go. One more time, inhale. And then let it all go. And then one more time, inhale. And then let it all go. As you allow your eyes to open back up, come back into the room and join us on the interview that we're about to have with Layla Gao. Did I say your last name right?
0: You did. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for being with us. Can you tell us where you're calling in from?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm calling in from Ottawa, Canada.
1: Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about you and your family and what that looks like and what y'all do in Ottawa, Canada?
0: Absolutely. My partner, Neil, uh, we've been together for For 16 years, uh, we have our miracle boy, Bennett. He's four years old now. Uh, I was not supposed to be able to have children, so Ben uh, has been a real blessing. We own a restaurant. We've been in the industry for a long, long time, so very, very busy. And Bennett was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder and speech delay a year and a half ago, or almost two years ago.
1: And how old is he now? Four. When did something start looking different than you thought it was supposed to look? When did you notice the first signs of something on the radar?
0: We started to notice, but weren't completely in tune. Uh, Obviously you don't suspect that that would be on the table right away, but just after a year, uh, we noticed that he was definitely uh, lining toys up in patterns and uh, just lining things up, period. Uh, We would notice that he would be spacing out often And that eye contact, not spacing out, but more in his own world, and that eye contact wasn't always present. Uh, But this was confirmed when his pediatrician at a year and a half uh, said he wasn't reaching his milestones. And that's when we started the process of uh, speech therapy.
1: Was he making sounds?
0: He was making sounds. He was his laughter was huge. He was expressive uh, in his feelings. Cooing happened early on, but you know he wasn't repeating. He wasn't babbling. There were a lot of mismarks, marks, and you know he wasn't as emotional as other uh, as other babies, I should say. Like he wouldn't cry very much. He was generally very much happy. Okay. And missing.
1: did he? Uh, how about walking? Was that motor skills? Did they?
0: They've always been pretty good. Uh, So he started to walk at about a year, one month. Uh, So not early, not late. And he was eating by himself pretty quickly too. So it wasn't, those weren't kind of signs. The biggest sign was his speech. And then we started the process of speech therapy with Chio. So it was interesting at the time because Chio is the Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario. Uh, it's world renowned and in their programs at that time, it was COVID, so everything was done via Zoom. So we would meet therapists via Zoom and then I would put into play their strategies to try and get them to talk more. And we ended up getting a spot in person during a COVID lockdown break. And the his therapist at the time, at the end of the session, looked at me and said, I think we need to get him assessed. And it didn't register. And she goes, are you okay? I said, I'm fine. And then as I left, I thought, assessed, okay, Okay. this is different. So it wasn't like, it wasn't an immediate thing. It was, we went through many processes and then eventually we led to uh, him being autistic.
1: Um, Was that the second meeting? So it was the first meeting with the pediatrician that said you should take a look at this. And then this was the second meeting or is that yeah, all one I'm meeting? Oh, so
0: sorry. I'm, I'm so nervous. So I should oh, have been no. a bit more clear. Um, pediatrician is completely separate from the children's hospital. Yeah. Uh, his practice is different. He recommended us to Chio. Okay. And then we started with Avra. That was the therapist at the time. And after Avra, uh, while we were waiting for a diagnosis, we went to, I think, three or four other therapists.
1: Okay. Uh, the first time it was brought up was with the pediatrician, right?
0: Yes. And then remember we... that visit? Yeah, but he was not concerned about A- okay. ASD. There was okay. no, it wasn't on the table. It was just, he's not hitting milestones. We, should, we okay. should get him into speech therapy.
1: Okay. Do you remember the day that the, the therapist said that you should have him evaluated for
0: ASD? I do. I, do. I remember leaving and, uh, and starting to process it and then crying
1: which were you by yourself that day
0: i was by myself that day we we went straight to his father neil right afterwards and and neil is super hands-on and and is really a part of this process like we support bennett in every way and i'm very lucky but at first i think his knee-jerk response was okay well it's gonna be okay like it's not like it's fine He's good. Bennett's smart. He's healthy, whatever else. So that was kind of where we landed. And we've grown throughout the process together as we as we now understand. Bennett is autistic and that's completely fine. Yeah. He just it's not, it's a heck of a
1: journey it. though, right? It really I mean, yeah. Emotionally.
0: Yes, it certainly is. I but mean, it's also a really positive emotional journey at the same time.
1: Your quote that you gave, I've never heard it before. I love it. death. And I want to share it with the listeners. It is autism is a journey I never expected, but I sure do love my tour guide. Amazing.
0: That's exactly how I feel.
1: That's so beautiful.
0: I just, you know, life doesn't always go as planned. Our number one goal is to make sure that Bennett, uh, that we advocate for him and that we support him in any way that he needs to be the person that he needs to be and as sees as much success as he can. And for us, that is a top priority, but we also think there's no end to how far he can go.
1: So he's been it's lucky to have parents like you. It's I get a wide variety of parents on the show and just the way that you've embraced and the lens at which you're looking through this makes me feel like he's very blessed to have <laughs> the kind of parents that he has. Are you still having to mourn the loss of the child that you thought you were going to have?
0: I don't know, th- but here's the thing. I never really put thought towards the child I was going to have because I okay. wasn't going to have children. So my expectations wow. were not, that's just not who I am as a person, regardless. Okay. You know, When Neil and I got married, it was on a beach, just him, I, and Bennett and we're like, maybe we should just exchange rings because we've had a child. I I don't have large expectations of societal norms. Uh, So, you know, if Bennett Bennett wasn't autistic and had different interests, I probably would have embraced them regardless. So now embracing his interest in planets and numbers and prehistoric sea creatures, no problem.
1: Yeah, awesome. (laughs) What does a difficult day look like thing when Bennett's feeling challenged?
0: Uh, you know, we refer to them as ebbs and flows because there's it's it's typically one week to the next. Okay. Right now I we're on a high week. It almost feels like he his speech is growing. He's being very interactive. He's wearing most of his out <laughs> outdoors gear everywhere I should say. But there was a, almost a month where Bennett refused to wear shoes, and that posed a huge challenge every morning because it was very upsetting to him. And all I could manage to get on were Crocs and it's cold here. And I had to get him to preschool. If I'm going to work, he has to go to preschool and he only goes fairly part-time regardless, but on those days I have to be able to get some work done. So it was, you know, a stressor on everyone himself. Yeah. Included. He did not want shoes, whether it be sensory or the weight of them, or I'm not sure. So that lasted up until I got rain boots on him on Saturday but that was a month where it was daily touch and go. That's okay. Like we accept that. The the bigger concern is I don't want you to come home sick because you're in a puddle in minus 10 in Crocs.
1: Well, it's cold, cold, cold.
0: (laughs) Yes. Wow. Uh, We're having a very late winter today. It's gorgeous. We have plus eight, but that's. uh...
1: (laughs) So I don't know a lot about restaurants, but I know that blessing about restaurants is not the short convenient hours that they provide are you both in the restaurant business
0: yes so my husband owns the restaurant i'm actually benefiting from working there presently it's not i've kind of put any career goals aside uh for a little bit or for as long as i need to so what i do with the restaurant is i do all of the event coordination and then i do staff management so i'm actually able to create my own schedule
1: okay you
0: have to work within that schedule so when I say getting them off to school, I do need them to go off to school
1: on yeah, these days. Yeah, yeah,
0: but yeah. it just—it's—it can be very long hours. But I'm thankfully able to work a lot of the event planning remotely.
1: Are you able to tell if the early intervention is having an extra positive impact because yes. you've gotten started so early?
0: Yes. I feel very fortunate to have had everything line up to where I had to get myself uh, educated quickly. And then I just started pushing and advocating for him. And, you know, I'm sure some people thought I might've been a little pushy or, but no one else is going to advocate for my son, except for me as, as hard as I have. So as a result, we're now in a place where I, you know, I'm receiving support and getting him many therapies. and. I just think it's really important to act as quick as possible to just see where they, where an autistic person stands and what their needs are and how by needs, you know, Bennett is still toileting at four years old. So we're working hard on that. He clearly has strong sensory needs when it comes to clothing and, and other things. So we, we work on that and I'm able to access more resources because I've been at it for so long.
1: Okay. So somebody who just got diagnosis and feeling overwhelmed, you would encourage them to reach out and get whatever therapies and services you can get involved in?
0: Exactly. You know, the day of Bennett's diagnosis, I just, I took the day and I just, I was upset and not like, I don't think I processed it as this is going to be life altering for me more than what does his future look like? Mm-hmm. How is his future going to mold out? Because I just want the best for him. But so he was diagnosed on April 7th, and the next day, April 8th, I called every number that they gave me on the sheet of paper. Every oh. number. Turns out most of them could have been streamlined through the access team. <laughs> so oh, nobody yeah. called me back. But then you have to start in Canada, you have to start applying for things. So you have to apply for an OAP number, which is in Ontario, Ontario Autism program number, because you get a diagnosis, but you're not registered for any resources until you get this invitation letter. It's very odd. So right away, I just started pushing. And at that time, financially, we were in a bit of a different situation. So I I was applying through public programs and calling everyone I could to see what I could within our budget at the time. Uh, So yes, I do encourage any parent to just reach and pick at whatever you can get,
1: because your child deserves it. That's awesome. So you're fairly early. You, it sounds like you've done a lot in this short time that you've been kind of enlightened to this, the world that you're in. I'm curious, and you're you own a business that's very demanding. Why was it important to you to still figure out how to carve out time to share this message on this show? It would have been easy to be too busy to do this. And we're grateful you did, but I'm curious, why you made this happen
0: so the way i thought about it is i really don't want to do this podcast but i'm going to do this podcast because in our story any opportunity that presents itself for me to support ben and his growth i have to do it i am sweating through my shirt right now (laughs) like it's I've straightened my hair for the first time in three months. (laughs) uh, That's
1: great, by the way.
0: Oh, thanks. But uh, it's just uh, any way to show him that I have his back is what I'll do.
1: You know, um, doing this show, one of the most rewarding things about doing this show has been meeting parents that are engaged in their child's journey of special needs. None of us planned on this. Most of us had no idea what it meant to have these unique needs. And people like you are going out of their way to engage in this journey and support others on the journey. And it's a really beautiful thing to come together. So I thank you for being that kind of parent and that kind of person. I think it's really wonderful.
0: Well, thank Um, you for doing this podcast. And I have a little note of notes here. And I said, make sure you say thank you for the opportunity. It's allowed me to revisit our journey thus far. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Well, has it been challenging to be on the same page with your husband through this process? Or has it been easy? Can you tell us a little bit about that dynamic? For most couples, it's challenging to go through this process.
0: So... Yes, there are challenges. Um, that being said, early on, a lot of the Zoom therapies that Ben and I did, I took the lead on. So I was definitely getting a lot of more insight or education on how to approach certain situations. And it was mainly with speech therapy. And then I eventually got a, a therapist in the house through CHEO, which was which was free, which was lovely. And for eight weeks, we just did one word prompts for an hour, for two hours a week. So I'd do a one word prompt for eight weeks, eight weeks straight yeah. just to get him to say something. And my husband would sit in, sit in on it. So he would often take my lead on the direction or approaches, or I'd softly say, this is what I think we should be doing, but he's been so involved of late in actually educating himself. Like he actually, they're out of the house because he took him to his therapy today. They're going to have a lunch. So now we have bigger conversations on where we think Bennett is. And it, it definitely, we have different thoughts occasionally, but we try and stay on the same page. That's great. It's not about us. So,
1: I mean, I had to deal with some denial. I wasn't able just to take everything they said at the beginning. I wanted to maybe believe that some of it wasn't true. Has it been e- more difficult for one of you? than the other to just kind of accept all of this?
0: I think it would definitely, I think it was uh, more difficult for, for my partner. It's it's hard. It's hard yeah. to process. At the time of diagnosis or prior to diagnosis, leading up to it, anytime we went to a doctor's appointment, only one of us was allowed in. Or yeah. so I was receiving the information directly and then i transferred to him and i can be dramatic so <laughs> it would be like are you overblowing this or is this not yeah. the case and it was never insinuated that way but i think he might have felt it so mm-hmm. when we started to get the facts of this is where it's going it might have been harder for him to process but once he processed my husband says to this day if diagnosis diagnoses i'm not sure the proper mm-hmm. Uh, were easier to come by in his time, he probably would have been diagnosed on the spectrum. He feels strongly that he might have landed somewhere along there. Yeah.
1: So I have five kids and I remember, (laughs) I remember zero to one being the most challenging because it was the biggest shock on my life. My life didn't involve kids and wasn't being prepped for kids. And so zero to one was like the biggest shock on my life, even more than adding the third and fourth kid, because it was just such a contrast from my previous life. One is how's that been just going from not being parents to being parents? And two, have you had to make any changes or how do you care for yourself throughout this process?
0: I drink a lot less, but when I found out I was pregnant with Ben, it was a, a real like life change there was no expectation of this occurring my partner neil again we've been together for 16 years he's 10 years older than me and he has two teenagers so but in their late teens so it wasn't his first rodeo but it was the first time that we'd be doing this the whole way through yeah Uh, zero to one i remember being really easy
1: oh
0: he he slept through most of the night we would co-sleep he, he fed pretty well. I couldn't breastfeed, uh, that didn't ever go through, but my pregnancy was so, so hard (laughs) that zero to one, he was like, just, he was, he barely cried it in hindsight. I should, maybe I should have been more aware of that. He was just so easy. I, I, I'm not sure. I find the hardest time for me has been three to four. Okay, We're at four and we're getting into a better spot, but diagnosis to now has been a big push. A lot of work.
1: How do you care for yourself to make sure that you're emotionally in the best position you can be?
0: Not much. Okay. Uh, But I do take my moments away and I really enjoy them. So I enjoy my showers alone. I enjoy the after bedtime, you know, just sitting for a bit. I'd like to say that I read lots of books or something like that, but I don't. I usually just decompress with a TV show or no social interactions, which is lovely. Uh, A large part of what I do involves social interactions and then the rest of my day is being very consumed with bennett and his social interactions so i'm typically very tired i like to sleep
1: (laughs) awesome does something stand out to you as being the most difficult part of this journey for you is there something that's that's been more challenging for you to face or deal with for yourself or in raising bennett
0: so you know when i I knew that I was going to commit to this podcast. I thought, okay, was there a bad time or the worst time? Initially I thought maybe the diagnosis, because that was that was life altering, but then I thought, no. Was it all of the work afterwards to write MPs or to reach out to government officials to just get an invitation letter to get resources? No, because I, I suspect I'll have to keep pushing for as long as I have to until Bennett is and continues to be happy. I think and my husband said, Don't say this one. I think. Uh, I
1: want to know then.
0: There was a, a while back, and it was early into his diagnosis, and someone who I don't know, uh, who I'll never meet, who is very inco- inconsequential to me, over the phone referred to my son as retarded. And it wasn't his words, because I don't give clout to him or an ignorant person. To that way but i think why it was the worst was because it immediately made me think of what other Mm -hmm. adversities is he going to have to face in his life Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, what who else am i going to have to protect him from and who is eventually he will have to protect himself from and it's not going to be a him problem it's going to be there are always going to be ignorant terrible people and that's that to me was a really horrible moment and it sat with me for a while
1: yeah. Yeah. That's one of the, how are our kids going to take care and defend for themselves? It's challenging enough for a typical person to, yeah. Yeah. to feel confident enough to stand up for themselves. Yeah. I guess we'll find out, right?
0: Exactly. I might be beating a few kids up. Yeah. That's wrong. Yeah. I didn't say that.
1: <laughs> um, so we do like, um, A lightning round where you give, just so we can kind of get more of your thoughts, where you give kind of a one word to one sentence answer to some questions. Are you up for trying it? Sure. All right. Just first thing that comes to your mind. What's the best advice you've received?
0: Trust your instincts.
1: What online course topic would you sign up for today if it was available? Accessing resources. Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents?
0: Therapy, if you can get it.
1: What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being? Massage. What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? The gym. <laughs> Do you have a favorite product that you use for yourself or your child that you just love and couldn't live without?
0: Uh, Good Eats. It's a, it's a food product. All
1: right. Is there anything that you believe to be true that most parents disagree with? Sc- probably screen time. In what in what sense?
0: I know most parents, or all of everything you read, is uh, there shouldn't be any, or limit it to an hour a day. While I like while I monitor it and really watch it, he tends to grow a lot with certain programs and educational pro- programs. And uh, it piques his interest in planets or in prehistoric creatures. Right now, we're watching shows about dressing, and he he likes to mimic it, and it actually gives me a bit of room to play with uh, and to connect with him on. And then now I can refer to that show and sing that song and we're gonna put on his pants together. So um, it's not ideal, but that's how he, he associates things.
1: Yeah. Do the teenagers and Bennett have any uh, contact?
0: They do. They're obviously teen- teenagers and living their own lives. Yeah. Ben especially loves his his bigger sister and uh, she used to dance so they have dance parties and, and they connect when they can. Is it
1: challenging for them, do you think, to have a, a... I
0: don't think so. I think the teenage demographic is very self-involved. So maybe eventually it'll become challenging. But Bennett presents not challenging for the most part on social video, on social visits.
1: Awesome. First of all, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for sharing your journey and your heart. For the parent that just got diagnosis and doesn't really isn't feeling good about it, is kind of feeling bummed out and down about it, what do you say to them?
0: I would say, allow yourself to feel what you feel. I think that's very important. I would suggest starting to rewire the way you think. I had to make a conscious effort to self-regulate very quickly. And I had to realize that it was me that would change the situation by a calm approach and by an inquisitive approach, you know, why is he acting this way? How is he feeling rather than a stern approach or getting frustrated because that doesn't benefit anyone. Mm -hmm. And nobody's going to advocate for your child. Like you will big or small, nobody's going to tie their shoes like you will, or nobody will rally on the Hill. Like you will, you just, in any way that you can, you have to push for your child.
1: I'm inspired to meet another mom who's engaged in their child's life and wants to give them everything that they're able to in the world. So congratulations for being that person, you know, and thanks for taking the time. And I'm glad that we got to talk for a few moments.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: All right. Have a great rest of your day and say hi to Bennett for us.
0: I sure will. Thank you. All
1: right. Bye. Bye.